Welcome back, everybody, to your creativity. We are on a Skype call, but I just learned we could have done this in person. <laughs> um, we are on the line with Kirby Hayborn, um, probably best known in these parts for his early film career doing a lot of Mormon movies or Mormon cinema, I guess it was called at the time. How are you doing today, Kirby? I'm doing great, Dylan. How are you doing? Good. So um, let's jump into uh, Making Good. It's a series you're doing for BYU TV. And yes. You're about to, the sec, second season's about to start on April 1st. Second season starts April 1st, and it's better than the first season. There's more laughter. There's more things that make me sweat, more things that make me get a little teary. <laughs> I've only caught the first couple few of the uh, the first season. Um, kind of give us a, a quick summary of uh, what happened in the first season and some of your favorite experiences. Yeah, sure. So um, the whole premise of the show is I go out and I find organizations that are making a difference in the world. I join up with them. I get in over my head and I learn what it takes to really uh, – do what they do. And by the end, there's success, there's happiness. Uh, I sing a song. And uh, hopefully by the end of every episode, people that are watching are inspired to go out and if not, start their own organization that can help the world in a unique way, but maybe join up with another organization. So all we're trying to do is just change the world. Super simple. That That's awesome. I used to work for a restaurant called Guru's here in Salt Lake. Um, I believe a version of it's still uh, around down in Provo. Um, but mm -hmm. part of our job was at least an hour a week, we'd have to go volunteer somewhere. And Oh, that's great. Yeah, and it, it, it was an awesome experience. We'd go, you know, after school, lunches to kids, and just, just really cool stuff. Yeah. I, I miss that. I, I think I need to start volunteering again, so... It's amazing. There's such a, a wonderful high that you get when you're serving, when you're thinking about other people, and when you're sweating alongside other people. So one thing that I learned in the first season and now after filming the second season is when you sweat alongside someone for a good cause, you get closer to that person. And that's not something that I'd really ex thought about when we were thinking about this show. I just thought, oh, we're going to go and help an organization and help whatever beneficiary, but it's those bonds that you get when you're volunteering with someone that are great as well. That's awesome. How, how did the show come about? Was it something that you kind of wanted to do or is it something that BYU TV came to you? So I have a friend that I've worked with on a few projects. His name is Greg Kiefer. And uh, he and I had wanted to do a project like this for a while. And so he approached me a, a couple of years ago with um, kind of the skeletal idea for the show. And then we brainstormed what we think would make it even bigger and better. And then we took it to BYU TV and they said, let's do it. That's awesome. Uh, they've got, yeah. a, they've got a bunch of great shows on there. Um, I, that's what's so great. They, they've kind of reinvented themselves as uh, a real contender in the television space. Exactly. And now also they have an app, the BYU TV app, so it's in the streaming space too. The cool thing about the app, and I'm not getting paid to pitch the app, but it's free. So you can watch it for free. It's like a Netflix or a Hulu where you can just 
watch shows and, and binge them and see all of the content, but it's free. So you can watch it online or you can watch it on your phone. It's so it's awesome. I, and I love all the shows that they have now. They're so fun and, and engaging. I love them. As part of the podcast, um, we've been in contact with their people and we've interviewed the creators of uh, Dwight and Shining Armor. And they, Wonderful. they were awesome. And a while back, I interviewed uh, McLean Nielsen uh, from Show Offs. So, yeah. Wonderful. BYU TV has brought some great interviews to us, and it's just great getting to know the BYU TV family. It's, this is a kind of a small world, but uh, I actually went to high school and was in a play with Leanne, who is one of the creators of Dwight and Shining Armor. Isn't oh, that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. Small world. And our paths have now come. Well, we haven't met up again yet, but <laughs> we're at the same network. There you go. Speaking of, uh, also, I've had Richie T on the podcast, and he wanted me to say hello to you. <laughs> oh, Richie T. What a beautiful man. He is, and he's on BYU Radio. <laughs> right. So. so I've been on the Lisa Clark show with Richie T. It's a small world. It is. <laughs> it's getting smaller, too. <laughs> so let, speaking of other connections Darren Tufts he was in um, the singles ward uh, yes. early part of your career tell us about being in those Mormon cinema films your favorite favorite experiences uh, so yeah absolutely I'm just wondering how did your brain go to oh and Darren Tufts has, has he done <laughs> something Darren or what yeah he was on the podcast he was like our third or fourth episode awesome what a guy. Yeah. He's a dear friend, man. I, I can't believe I've, I've been so fortunate to work with amazing people and every, I, I was there at the beginning of Mormon cinema and uh, some of my closest friends came from that. And the fact that I have a career is because of the Mormon cinema. Um, you know, how long ago was that? Like 16 years ago. Give or take. Yeah. Quite a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved it. And I, I met Darren and um, just close friends. I was at the LDS Film Festival just this past week, and they had some screenings of the old films, um, Best Two Years, Singles Ward 1, Singles Ward 2, uh, Saints and Soldiers. And I was there for a couple of them. And there are just some great scenes. There's a scene in Singles Ward 2 where Darren and I are running down the street and I remember that vividly and just thinking, man, this is my job. I get to be with a friend. We're running down the street kind of dressed up, just making fools of ourselves, but having a great time doing it. And, and I guess that's been my whole career, doing commercials in Los Angeles. I had a TV series in L.A. And um, it was uh, – hold on one second. Okay. And um, – what was I saying? Oh, and it, it's uh, it's just been great. I, I've, I've led a great life. And just making a fool out of myself was the whole point. Well, you know, your career is going right when work doesn't feel like work anymore. I know, exactly. <laughs> so you mentioned L.A. and commercials. Um, and, and I didn't know you did so many. I knew you did some. You know, the Car Carfax and Target and... Um, Duh. I've done dozens and dozens of national commercials. I've been really fortunate. I was like kind of a a, a blue-collar commercial guy for a good 
10 years there. Yeah, I did Target, I did Volkswagen, I did stuff with Mr. T and um, uh, Honda, a lot. It's been awesome. Yeah, and the the beer commercial, uh, you know, we don't have to go into it too much, but the the beer commercial kind of, do you think it kind of tarnished your clean uh, reputation or how do you think it affected your career at that point that the beer commercial? I don't think it affected me at all. That's good. All right. I, I was just curious about that mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've worked on other films besides Mormon films. You were, had a part in three stooges working with like uh, Sean yeah. Hayes and well, Sa- Sasso. Tell us a bit about that. Well, the best part was that, um, I'm a huge fan of the Fairley Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was a Fairley Brothers film. So um, I actually did uh, a commercial with Pete Fairley, one of the brothers. Um, I think it was a Miller Lite commercial. And from that, we became really good friends. And uh, then one day, a couple of weeks later, he said, Hey, Kirby, he called me up. Hey, Kirby, Pete Fairley, I'm working on um, uh, a film and I'd like you to be in it. Are you interested? And I'm like, Pete, you're Pete Fairley. <laughs> of course. You don't have to tell me about so, it. Fairley Brothers, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So then I got to do that. Next thing I know, I'm in Atlanta filming for a couple of months with Will Sasso and Christy Metopoulos and, and Sean Hayes and Sofia Vergara um, and Chris Bierko, like awesome, funny, beautiful people. It was so fun. I, again, I can't believe I get to do what I do. That's awesome. Um, who inspires you, like uh, comedically, um, acting wise? You know, what are some of your influences? I I love Tom Hanks. He's always kind. Um, he's an amazing actor, but I think more than anything, he's he's kind in his real life, and he tries to do good in his real life. So I love him. As far as comedians go, I love Steve Martin. Um, he's an amazing comedian. Yeah. Awesome. Um, in your bio, it said um, comedian. Have you done any stand-up or improv uh, throughout the years? Yes, I, I've done improv my my whole career as an actor, so about 20 years. Um, and in L.A., I own my own improv group that we toured around the country. We won a lot of festivals. Yeah, so I've had a very successful improv career. That's great. H- have you been to Wise Guys here in town? Wise Guys Comedy um, Club? A long, long time ago. So I don't do stand-up, right. um, but I do do improv, but long time ago. Well, he's got a new club downtown. Check it out. It, it's beautiful. It's at the Gateway. Downtown Salt Lake? Or yeah, yeah in, in the Gateway Mall, the southeast corner. Great. Big talent. Do you do stand-up? I don't. I've got too much stage fright, and I don't think I'm funny enough. <laughs> I think well, I you're holding the mic really well. <laughs> like first step in being a stand-up is <laughs> Well, I want, I want to sound decent on the mic, so I keep it close. But um, we've had many comedians on the podcast. Um, many of them are good friends of mine. Um, I think I do better at improv, though, because I'm good at, you know, comebacks really good. So, yeah, maybe someday. 
Now, now when you're um, when you're creating, um, what situations are most creative for you? You know, writing with others, putting on headphones, and just emptying your brain onto paper. Yeah, I find the initial brainstorms are great in a group, but then when you take that brainstorm and you want to create a script or something, um, I do that best on my own. Quiet. If I have music, it's too distracting. Um, I have an office and a desk in my house that I'll sit down at or sit in my bed. Um, but I, for me, it works best. The big brainstorm with a group, then take those notes and work on it my, myself, quiet and alone. That's good to just fine-tuning fine it down. Now, now back to the show. Um, where where did you film the episodes? The first and second season was it here in Utah, LA, or around the country? Yeah, we don't film really in Utah. We did our Christmas episode at the Utah State Prison, but uh, all the rest are all over the country. We've been in North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, Florida. New York, New Jersey, Wisconsin, San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Um, let's see, where were we just? We are just in San Diego, and then our last one for season two, um, New Orleans. That's where we were. So it's it's all over. And then we have some coming up in for season three. We'll be in Nebraska. Arizona, anywhere where there's somebody doing good and making a difference, we'll go to them. Do you see um, particular areas of the country that are more, more kind of giving than others? Not necessarily. Okay. No, but, but I have found a common thread with the majority of them. They all have a deep faith in God and a feeling that they need to care for their fellow human beings, you know, and it's, it's really interesting to, to see that, you know, I think sometimes as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, sometimes we think that uh, we have a monopoly on service, uh, you know, and getting out there and helping people, but that, that's not the case. Um, these people are just great, God-loving, God-fearing people that are trying to do their best and make the world better. And and like back to Guru is like when when I gave it just it, it was nice I didn't want the activities to end it was just it, it's almost like a hug while you're doing it. Sure, yeah. It's probably there's the a great um, social media guy out there named Colin Karchner who's a big proponent of eight second hugs and there's something magical about I I, I don't think it's about just that the time of eight seconds it's more than just wrapping your arms around somebody and then being done with it. It's being intentional. And I think that's what a lot of people love is that, that hug, like you said, and it could be an eight second hug literally, or a hug in, in doing service. Yeah. That's, I like that. Um, let's see. That covered the questions I have on paper. Is there anything that you want to share that we haven't touched on? Um, I think inside all of us is a desire to do good and to see people doing good. 
And I hope that when people watch the show Making Good, that they see that there's hope, that they can make a difference, and that the world is a beautiful place. And like you said, people are kind of just waiting to feel that hug. And, and it's a beautiful thing when, when you participate in service like that. I like that. Now we have a series of bonus questions we asked our guests at the, the end of the interview. Uh, okay. What, the podcast is called Your Creativity. So what does creativity mean to you? Creativity means not stopping the brainstorm, not censoring yourself. I think that's what a, where a lot of people get caught up is they, they start to think of ideas and then they say, oh, that's a dumb idea. And then they, they cross it off. And then for me, my brain says, well, if you don't like the ideas I'm spitting up, then I'm not going to come up with any more. So for me, creativity is just spitting it all out and then going back and figuring out what works. For every episode on Making Good, I write a song and, and I write it for the organization that I'm visiting. So I have to do that in three days. And writing a song, it's it, a hard thing to do um but i find that when i look at the blank page when i'm in my hotel room late at night after spending 12 14 hours of service digging holes or whatever it is looking at that blank page is intimidating and it's when i just start writing thoughts whether they rhyme whether they work whether they're beautiful metaphors or not once i start writing then my brain says okay i'm going to trust you with these ideas and then they keep flowing and then you go back and, and get that. So to sum up for me, creativity is just not censoring yourself, letting it all come out. That's awesome. This next one's a lot funner. Um, who is your favorite Muppet and why? Oh my goodness. I'm a huge Muppet fan. Did you know that coming into this? No, I did not. So much. So let me side note, uh, um, I also narrate audiobooks. This is my booth right behind me. Nice. Um, and as soon as we're done, I'll get back in there and narrate an audiobook. Biggest honor of my life, I got to narrate Jim Henson's biography. And so I got to be every single Muppet. Oh, my gosh. It's awesome. Um, I think everybody, you, you got to love Kermit. He's amazing. You love Piggy's attitude. Although I'm not such a big fan of her recent attitude it's gone a little too intense for me but i think i've always loved fozzy always loved fozzy he's just waka 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 beautiful bear yeah not afraid to put out what he's thinking you know give it a shot right he's so innocent and naive and sweet and kind-hearted oh, i love it awesome and he looks like kermit when he's not wearing a hat. True. <laughs> That's something that my, my kids and I always say, like, uh, well, like, where is that? Or which one are you from the great Muppet caper? Um, Kermit, cause they're in front of the mirror yeah. and Fozzie has his hat off. <laughs> and uh, He says, which one are you? And he goes, I'm the one on the right. So we say that in our family all the time. I'm the one on the right. I'm the one on the right. <laughs> Okay, and this is this is kind of a strange question. I always get weirded out when I have I ask it to actors, you know, because they could probably do it themselves. In the movie of your life, who would play you? Oh, Brad Pitt. 
<laughs> yeah. It'd, it'd be Brad Pitt. Yeah. Because I like to eat when I'm talking and stuff, and Brad Pitt, he's, his best acting is when he's eating. Yeah. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. Every scene. Something. Every scene. He's, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, if people want to catch your stuff, um, your stuff personally or the BYU TV stuff, where where can they catch it? I'm active mostly on uh, Instagram. So if you go to Kirby Hayborn on Instagram and follow me and send me messages, I usually reply. Facebook, not so much. It's a hard time, but it's also Kirby Hayborn. And then you should also go to the Making Good Instagram and Facebook pages. There's a lot of awesome new content. We do a lot of behind the scenes and I do fun little shorts as well. In addition to the big service thing that I'm doing, I do funny little kind of like curb your enthusiasm type. I really struggle. Uh, They're really fun little shorts that you can only get on those Instagram pages. And you have those videos with the cute little animations of you doing different things as well. It's so fun. It's such a great show. It's the I've been acting for 20 years, and hands down, it's been the best thing I've ever been a part of. That's great. Acting-wise, do you have any projects coming up? Just more making good more right making now, good. and then uh, a lot of audiobooks. Well, welcome back to Salt Lake. I learned that. I, I thought you were still in L.A. Um, so welcome back to Salt Lake. Maybe I'll run into you around town sometime. I hope so, Dylan. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for your time. The podcast is done, man. <laughs>